Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to CBD business owners about new CBD labeling changes in Colorado. By the end of this episode, you'll be able to understand why the state made those changes and whether your state might follow suit, how to build your thought leadership around those changes, expanding your brand protection PR. That's right, Jordan. And so we're going to break this down into the mini conversations like we do every week. The first one is we're going to learn what are these new changes and then We're going to give you an understanding on why they were instituted in Colorado. And finally, we're going to do a deep dive in how you should talk about these changes to your customers. And if you are joining us live, we'd love for you to jump into the conversation and just answer this simple question. Were you aware of these new labeling changes in Colorado? And if you're joining us a little bit later on, maybe listening to the podcast, feel free to post your questions or comments and we'll get to them in next week's chat. All right. And there's a free downloadable one sheet with this episode as there is every week. This week, it is staying ahead of what's happening in your industry. So make sure that you grab that on our website, movethestairs.com, and it's linked to the blog post for the episode. So let's jump in and get started. All right, Sarah, let's welcome our guest, Jeff Lawrence. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Doing well, Sarah. Thanks. Hey, um, we're so happy to have you. You are with the Colorado Public Health and Environment. Uh, You're the director of the Division of Environmental Health and Sustainability. And Jeff, we are so excited to have you here because you are one of the leaders in in this whole labeling change decision. Um, I'm really interested for you to tell us about the new changes, especially focusing on changing, on why you changed the labeling requirements from the percentage of THC to the milligrams of THC in a CBD product. I think that's really interesting that you made that. Sure, um, again, thanks Diane, Sarah and Jordan for having me and any and all that are a part of this podcast, excited to be here. Um, the reason for the change is really anchored in the, the concept that we wanna treat hemp products just like any regular food or dietary supplement. The labeling requirements for food and dietary supplements are anchored in that Nutritional Educational Labeling Act, which is basically that food panel information panel you see on all food items. 
started way back in the mid 90s and continues until this day. And the basis for all of that was to make sure that consumers well informed, that the consumer understands what they're ingesting and what they're putting into their body. So when they grab that product off the shelf, they know exactly what's there. As we were going through our regulation, we understood, it became apparent that the 0.3 has an inference of being very low THC in milligrams. And that's the intent and clearly the intent. However, you could have higher milligram THC products than maybe the consumers um, um, intending to ingest. Obviously the, the idea of industrial hemp products was very low THC. So we felt that the disclosure in milligrams, just like if you disclose sodium content on a, a label, is a better way to inform the consumer of what they're ingesting. That is really helpful background information. So do you think, Jeff, that there is enough basic CBD knowledge among consumers um, that this labeling change is really gonna make a difference for those consumers? I think it's going to make a difference. I'll start with the, the last part of your question, Sarah. I think it will make a difference. The first part of your question is pretty broad. I, I don't know if I can speak for all consumers, but back to the base tenet of making sure they're informed. I think unintentionally the 0.3 might have been misinforming, that it was informing that, hey, this is really low level THC. And it could be, but in fact, the milligram content could be higher. What we know is the vast, vast, vast majority of manufacturers are producing exactly what we just um, talked about, low milligram or low percentage THC. We feel the consumers are more informed by the milligrams versus the percentage. And again, I don't know where that baseline is now, but I think if we had this discussion a year from now, I could um, affirmatively say, yeah, I think everyone has that base knowledge and they understand what they're looking for. All right, your turn in the comments section. Tell us your thoughts on the labeling change. Does it make a difference in your business? How would it impact you if you're doing business in another state? And remember that we've got that um, downloadable one sheet um, staying ahead of what's happening in your industry, which is what we're talking about here today. Uh, and it's so important to be able to stay ahead of, of all of this information. And you'll find that on the Move the Stairs blog at movethestairs.com on the website. And we always remind you what move the stairs means. It means look at what life has given you, make the most of it, look for those opportunities so you can turn it to your favor. And I think that's a really important thing. When we're talking about different changes that are coming down as a CBD business owner, you need to know about them. And then you need to figure out what's the best way for me to take whatever the change is and make the most out of it. So we're moving on to the second topic, um, if I can get my words out today. And that is, you know, now that we understand these labeling changes, Jeff, I wonder if you can give us some context and background into why your group believes that these changes were necessary. Sure. I, th I think this might be a little longer answer, but I want to take it all the way back. So um, back in um, 2016, we were first as a department um, brought the initiative of allowing for industrial hemp products. Um, at that time, the federal farm bill was allowed, which allowed for the cultivation. Colorado being always fairly on the forefront of progressive and how they approach things was like, hey, maybe we should look at this. I think the marijuana industry was pushing some of that as well, right? People who are looking at, hey, we're doing marijuana, maybe we can do hemp in this manner. 
candidly as a department, we weren't in favor of that. We didn't think that was the right thing to do. Um, then in 2017, um, we had a, a change of thought that, wait a second, um, if this product, mainly the CBD constituent, isn't creating significant issues, maybe we can allow it in foods and dietary supplements. But let's really anchor that in, as I said in my first comment, to the food laws and the dietary supplement laws. Let's use that as our basis. What we thought is while we were stepping out a little beyond where FDA wanted us to, if they came to us and said, why are you allowing this Colorado? We could sit there and say, hey, everything that you require for anyone else in this industry, we require. It's just this hemp component that looks a little different and we're navigating that well. So that's what we did. Um, as we've learned, um, usually through industry informing us, to be honest, industry as our partners has moved us forward, we've recognized that, again, if we're going to use that as our anchor and we're going to require it to be labeled as foods and dietary supplements, back to my second answer, it needs to be labeled as such. And THC being the component of interest or CBD, but THC in the sense of the negative interest in CBD as maybe the positive interest, we really wanted to illuminate what that content was. It also goes in line with, I'm sure everyone on the call is familiar with the CHAMP initiative, the Colorado Hemp Advancement and Management Plan. During those um, breakout sessions for manufacturers and processors, this requirement to make sure that the labels aligned with food and dietary supplements and were informative of the consumers was a really big uh, take home message from that. Spring forward to the summer of 2020 and the fall of 2020, our stakeholder process to develop regs came up with these requirements. So you worked with your stakeholders. So now what, what kind of reaction are you seeing um, from CBD business owners with those changes? Um, it's mixed. Um, I think everyone anchors to we don't want um, psychotropic or intoxicating products out there from our industry. That's, so everyone's anchored to that. Um, so we're all in agreement. And, and for those that aren't, I think we can all bring them along or tell them there's another industry to be engaged with. And so um, we're working through that. Um, I think the biggest concern, Jordan, was since it was a new requirement, how are we going to how are we going to manage this with our um, our lot productions, our batches? Because there's variability within our batches. So in working with industry, we said, hey, there's enough quality control within your batches that there's a range. There's a range of THC and milligrams, a controllable range that you're familiar with. So you can label with less than or equal to whatever that high threshold range is. So if you range from 0.5 to 1, you can say less than 1 milligram. And that allows that singular label to be in compliance with our requirements and representative of what the product is. We also delayed the implementation of this element of our regs. Our regs were effective in April of 2021. We made this requirement to July. And we also said, if you haven't exhausted all your pre-printed labels by July 1, you can continue to utilize those until they're gone. Now, in candor, we didn't want people to hear that and go, oh, I'm going to order a million labels and I'll continue to label in this manner for a while. So what we're encouraging folks that have that, while not a requirement, we encourage that old label to maybe be secondary label with that requirement that just shows the, the small amount. They can manage it in a, a few different ways. Really, industry was the one that informed the, the, the approach on 
how to look at the labels the less than or equal to. Because what we weren't trying to do when we were informing consumers, we did not want to also overburden industry to a place of operational capital expenditures that weren't to a betterment. So that's how we approached it. And I think at this point, um, you have a number of industry members on the line. I don't know if you can do polls, but what we heard is with those responses, the delay, the utilization of old labels, the allowance of a secondary label, and less than or equal to, they've been in, in, in staunch favor of the requirement. That's I great. think that's brilliant. Yep, absolutely. And, and so I'm interested in what our viewers and our listeners think. Um, tell us if you've had any feedback. Have you already changed your labels? Are you waiting? How long do you think it's going to take? What's it going to cost you? Those types of things. We'd love to hear some feedback there, and we'll be happy to share that with Jeff as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Diane. You bet. All right. So let's look ahead to next week for just a moment, and then we'll get back to our great interview here with Jeff Lawrence from the state of Colorado. Um, we're going to bring you a replay with a holiday weekend coming up about pets in CBD. We interviewed Dr. Tim Shu with Vet CBD a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to talk about the big Fourth of July holiday. Uh, and pets and those loud noises that are going to be on the way. So we're excited to bring that to you again. Busy weekend coming up yeah. for sure. So Jeff, we're moving on here. It's, you know, as you've kind of alluded to so many times, Colorado leads the way in the cannabis space. And, you know, we're from Colorado, so we can be a little prejudiced there, right? But what do you think? Do you see other states following Colorado's lead on changing their THC labeling guidelines to milligrams as well? Sarah, I do. Um, I, I think when we told them the rationale and the basis for ours, um, honestly, what I'm seeing is illumination from them that, wait, the 0.3 doesn't mean real low THC. And when we go through the explanation on that, they're quickly like, yeah, we're probably going to need to look at change as well. Well, that's great information. And I can't tell you, Jeff, thank you so much for all your input on this, because I know I'm much clearer and I'm sure our viewers and listeners are as well. It was great to talk to you today. I know you're very busy. So thank you for taking the time to illuminate us on all the work that you're doing over there, especially when it comes to these labeling changes. Diane, thank you, Sarah and Jordan and everyone on the cast. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. And invite me back again, please. We will. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. All right. So now let's brainstorm a little bit here about what you can do to move the stairs with this labeling change to build your brand protection PR. Um, one of the first things, of course, is to think about what your bud tenders are going to say or Maybe you're not in a dispensary. Maybe you're just a business owner that doesn't have a dispensary, but you sell CBD products, but people have a lot of questions. You really have to write up some message points. Um, and Sarah and Jordan, jump in here, because I think that's so important that everybody's on the same page in your company. Well, I was just going to say, the first thing I'd, I would work on as a message point is how closely, carefully, thoughtfully, transparently, the state um, labeling requirements were rolled out in concert with the industry. Um, and I think that that's worth a whole lot of messaging right there to say, look, the purpose behind this is to give you more information, to give you better information, more accurate information, make it more clear what you are um, potentially using or consuming. So 
in my mind, that's where I would start with message points. Well, and I really liked, um, Jeff gave the analogy of, you know, the nutrition facts that you see on the back of any product. And he said, you know, what this does is, is comparable to seeing how much sodium is in a product. And for me, that was kind of like light bulb just clicked. So right. I, I think when you're working on developing those message points, um, really framing it in a way that your consumers are going to understand like that and using metaphors or um, something similar can be really helpful so that, that that message doesn't get muddled as you're working to try to educate um, your CBD business stakeholders too. The other thing I think is important is that there's still a lot of confusion around the amount of CBD and the amount of product. And there's a difference there between the milliliters of CBD in the milliliters of product. And now we have the milliliters of THC. So I think it's really important when you're working up your messages that you have an example that you say, so if it's 10 milliliters, then it's one milliliter or less than one. And I did think that was also a very interesting point that he came up with that if it's a variable, you can say less than one milliliter if it's between 05 and one. But I think that it's important that whoever is selling it truly understands what they're talking about because there are, it's, it's confusing. Let me just put it that way. It is just confusing. And I think it's really confusing for your customer, but man, what an opportunity for you to work with thought leadership and to really show who you are and, and how you're on top of things, especially since this is being instituted July 1st. Well, and I think quite honestly, from a um, content point of view, that gives you such a, a huge amount of content because you've got your, you know, once you've developed those message points, Jordan, where do they go? Social media, your website. Media. <laughs> right. Your blog, your vlogs, your email outreach, your, um, you know, outreach that you're giving to your bud tenders so that they can really have that background and that information. So, you know, maybe you, you have your three to five most important message points about the labeling changes that you want to push out. Well, now you've got all of this content to be able to talk about in all of the various ways that you communicate with your customers, with your stakeholders. And just as you said, Diane, that is building that thought leadership, the um, positioning you as a trustworthy, transparent, ethical um, business leader, industry leader um, by sharing this information. So important. And I think this is a great opportunity for an email blast to go out. So many of you are selling online. So on your website to add some additional information there, but whoever's answering the phone, if you're, if, if they're calling customer service, especially if you're online, make sure they know what they're talking about when it comes to this, because while I think it makes it more transparent, if you have a basis of knowledge, if you don't have a basis of knowledge, I think it could also cut the other way. Whereas before, 0.03% or, or THC or even less than 0.03% THC does sound so small. But now I'm talking about maybe one milliliter or more of THC. To me, that sounds much bigger. So I think perception is reality and you need to be able to handle whatever, wherever your customer is coming from. If they're a new customer, 
or even if they're an old customer, we know research shows that um, more than half the people who are buying C CBD products don't even understand the whole THC thing. Um, some of them think it has THC in it. I mean, there's tremendous confusion out there. Brightfield Research has some great research on this. So I think it's really important that you know exactly what you're going to say and that you can go back to the four C's, Sarah, right, on how you're going to communicate it. Clear, consistent, conversational. Now, come on. It's that last one that kills you, Jordan. Compassionate. <laughs> and, and you know who's a, who's a really good person to kind of be the, the delivery person for this is going to be your chief medical officer because this yeah. is going to be the person that says – you do not need to worry. This equals this when you're going from the percentage to the milliliter or the milligram, depending on what the product is. Um, they're going to be a really important person to lean on to help deliver that message so as to avoid that confusion with your consumer base. Plus, we know video translates so well when you're talking about social media. So have yeah. them sit in front of their camera on their computer and just think about what their background is going to be and have them deliver that message and say, this is what this means. Man, I agree, Jordan. That's a that's a fabulous idea. And and leverage your graphics department. We know you CBD brands make some really excellent packaging and you've got some really talented graphic yeah. artists who work with you. So have your graphics team get with your CMO so that you can develop um, a little infographic that um, helps to, you know, kind of further that conversation and uh, really helps your consumers digest that information correctly. So isn't this a great example of how you move the stairs? So we sit down and we see there are these new regulations. We understand the reason why they're new regulations, but it means we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to work harder. We're going to have to come up with more. So how do you do that, but turn it so that it's really going to be a positive for your company it's going to position you as a thought leader. And we know you're going to have clear, consistent messaging. It makes sure that people understand more so they become more loyal customers, the first leg of brand protection. It makes sure that you're, you're talking, Jordan was just talking about who's going to deliver the message. And we talked a lot about how it needs to be very clear with the four C's, but that, 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 media relations part of it that's the second leg and then the third leg is always being ready for new issues that are coming down the pike that's what we're talking about today and that's how you position your thought leadership now you have the brand protection pr stool and you are ready to go and that's our whole goal of this podcast so what do you think we want to know in the comment section jump in how are you going to use this brand protection strategy and just to be briefly recap we learned what are the new changes that are coming down the pike? And remember, they go into effect July 1st, but there is a little bit of wiggle room there in case you have other labels that are already out there. Why they were instituted in Colorado, and we learned a lot about how industry was part of that. And now we've had this discussion of how you should talk to your customers so that you can make the most of this change and position yourself with brand protection PR. So thank you again for joining us for this week's Move the Stairs podcast record. We are so happy to help you protect your CBD business with Brand Protection PR. Let us know how we can help you. Drop us a line. Let us know. Um, drop into the chat. Give us, uh, give us some feedback. And we hope that you will join us again next week on our next podcast.